Hey everybody. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Happy Sunday. It is another episode of the Sex Talk, and I'm so glad to be here. Today's topic is very interesting. It's one that I talk a lot about with my peers and in therapy and all these different things and um, you know how we doing this. We go get into it, but I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening right now, you're very much appreciated. I appreciate you, value you, and I want to know what you think about these things. If you're here due to the name of the, this episode, then obviously there's something that you're seeking. Um, and I hope we find what you're looking for. I hope you find what you're looking for. I hope we learn together, grow together. This is a topic. Today's topic is one that I've like put off for a while because I wanted to approach it with, you know, intentionality, honesty, transparency, and as much information as I possibly could take in about all the different forms. And so I just wanted to wait and like, Great things take great preparation. And so this topic, this conversation is, I hope that it's healing. I hope that it's redirecting, refocusing, and encouraging any and everybody who experienced these things to uh, to to make a choice um, in a better, like take a step in a, in a healthier direction. Um, I'm going to pause that for a sec before we talk more about it. Um, but I just want to say, um, welcome, welcome back. Thank you for being here. If you want to support the sex talk, follow us on social media, um, and share our content, engage with our posts, all that fun stuff. And if you want to donate, don't hesitate. We take cash app and Venmo at TST TV 143. Again, that's TST TV 143. And if you don't have cash app or Venmo and want to send a different, uh, form of monetary gift, just hit us up. Okay. So boom. Um, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Let's just jump right into it. Okay. Um, oh, before we jump into it, I don't have any updates just for today. Um, However, at the end of season five, stay tuned. I have some really cool announcements that I want to make, but I can't make them until we're done with season five. Okay, so stay tuned in a few more weeks. (laughs) All right, so today's topic is abuse and harm. I'm your host, Sunny. I'm 29, only for a little while longer. My pronouns are she, her. I identify as queer. I'm African-American and black, black African-American. And my relationship to today's topic is I am a healing person in a narcissistic society that doesn't give a fuck about me. You know what I'm saying? So I actively have to give a fuck about myself. I have to advocate for myself, defend myself and surround myself with people who actually give a fuck about me and who are willing to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Turn up with me if shit go down, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Raised by a narcissist, uh, you know, narcissistic mother, um, and experience. I personally experienced a few different forms of abuse. Abuse is abuse. So I just want to start off by saying, you know, I want to start by validating. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
if you've been mistreated, abused, misused, it's not a trauma contest, okay? Um, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge that sometimes it could get into a trauma contest with, you know, the people around us, our peers, even the other, like the generation that came before us when, when you know what I'm saying, you might have grandparents or parents or aunts and uncles or, you know, uh, um, relatives that are like, uh, this generation is so weak. This generation is pussy. This generation is so sad. They want to be hurt so bad. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you don't minimize my trauma. Like, you know, like just because I didn't experience what you, you, first of all, you don't know what I experienced. Okay. Number one, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I ain't shared. You don't know. Number one. Number two, um, it's not a trauma contest. And also, there's there's this weird thing that people do, like they, they're like, you know, they invalidate and minimize other people's trauma, um, because they didn't experience uh, the struggle or the trauma that they experienced. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, what I'm saying? I see it. I see it in the black community. Like sometimes black elders, and I'm not gonna throw all y'all away. There are some dope-ass black elders here in the Twin Cities alone and, you know, just around, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the black elders that have, you know, like their morality is still intact. They still pushing, you know, they doing the damn thing, holding it down, paving the way for us next folks to, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to y'all. I ain't talking to y'all. If y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, if the shoe don't fit, don't, don't worry about it, but... Um, I, I've definitely seen it in the black community where some elders are like, you know, like you, you basically, cause you didn't struggle the way that I did. You know what I'm saying? You don't got it. You don't get it. You don't got it. And you don't, you don't know nothing. Cause you ain't, you ain't struggled the way I did. You know, it's like the idea of you being an elder, the idea of you coming before me is so that you pave the way so that I don't, that I don't have to. The world is already hard enough, you know what I'm saying? You didn't experience all the trauma and all the abuse that there is to experience. It's not a contest. Why is it a contest? (laughs) We need to stop that shit. Um, But yeah, it's not a contest. And everybody's experience is valid. Um, And I just, whoever is listening right now, I really want you to know, like, from the bottom of my heart, do not minimize your trauma, please. Do not minimize abuse. You know what I'm saying? I hear black women do it all the time, all the time. And it's hard to be the other. It's hard to be the person to say like, hey, don't minimize that. Because it's like we have to have a larger conversation there. You know, it's hard. It's hard to be that friend. But, I, you know, and I was I was that friend and still am that friend that um, minimizes my experience. Sometimes it's just ingrained in us. And so we just got to we just got to hold space for each other and challenge each other, like to to validate like validate our experience and see each other um because abuse and harm is is real and there's no level of it that is appropriate or okay or like you know oh you just oh it it wasn't that bad you're good keep pushing no talk to somebody about that you know hold you know we're gonna get into it before i jump too far into the notes but we're gonna get into it so i just wanted to share that introduction real quick and um ask you what you think about that what do you what are you thinking about are you listening right now with somebody do you are you you know what i'm saying do y'all have a plan to talk about this do you have a therapy session set up this week you know to process if 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 this conversation takes you to a certain place let me know something 
okay? Because also, I'm, I'm dead ass serious if you don't reach out. Because I, you know, I can help you out with some resources. <laughs> find somebody. We're going to find you a, 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 therapy, a therapist or a life coach or something. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got insurance. We'll figure it out. Okay? So anyway. Let's define harm, first and foremost. And I just want to issue a blanket trigger warning over this as well, okay? This is not going to be easy to listen to or talk about, so don't push through the conversation. Just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, take your time. Take it in doses. It ain't going nowhere, okay? Um, So let's define harm. So the definition of harm is physical injury, physical injury experience, especially that which is deliberately inflicted. And then the second definition is actual or potential ill effect or danger. Okay. And then let's define sexual harm behavior, which constitutes sexual harassment, sexual assault, R-A-P-E. Sexual harm can um, occur through the use of tech, technology uh, sorry technology or in a physical space okay and then let's define abuse um the first definition is the use of something to a bad effect or for a bad purpose misuse okay next one is to treat a person or animal with cruelty or violence especially regularly or repeatedly the next uh, definition is the improper use of something. And then the last one says cruel and violent treatment of a person or animal. What do you think about that? Okay. Let me know what you think about those definitions. That's the definition of harm, sexual harm, and abuse. So next what we're going to get into is the types of abuse. So there are... Um, like I said, this these this list is, but not limited to these things. Here at the Sex Talk, we know that we don't know everything, um, and there's there's actually one in particular uh, form of abuse on here that I hear often that people haven't heard of. People like I'll get to it in a second, but it's it behooves me that people haven't heard of this form of abuse, but. Uh, the idea, the reason, also the reason why I want to talk about this as well is because my healing process came with a lot of surprises and it's ongoing. I didn't stop. I'm gonna keep going. Don't worry. Um, but I'd say like the first, the, like, I want to say these last five years I've been getting into the, like the, the nitty gritty, like the dirt, the, I'm in the roots type shit. And it's getting real deep, you know? And, um... I can definitely say that it there are certain forms of abuse and misuse and mistreatment that I experienced that I didn't know were abuse and misuse, okay? And so I think information is powerful, education is powerful, um, language is powerful. There are certain things I didn't know, like certain feelings I didn't know I had until I learned that it was a feeling and there was a word for it. You know, there were certain levels of 
dysfunction that I experienced that I didn't know until I learned about it, right? So that's the idea of this conversation. Sometimes you don't know what you don't know, especially when it's a cultural norm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, disclosure, there was a point in my process where I was like questioning my blackness because I didn't experience a certain form of mistreatment as a child because my peers did a lot of them did and so that's that's some fucked up shit you know what i'm saying i didn't i couldn't control that thought right it just came to be in my head i'm like damn am i am i really black and that's fucked up to think like i had to experience this form of you know uh uh abuse you know to to for my blackness to be validated that in itself shows that society's perception and conditioning of what it means to me uh, to to be black alone is you know toxic it's heavily it's heavily it's like inappropriate conditioning it's horrible you know so i have to i constantly have to every day i have to retrain my brain um in different ways about you know not just not my blackness only exclusively he was part of it because I'm a nigga, but also, you know, what it means to be a woman, queer, femme presenting, all the layers. We talk about it all the time. But yeah, I just want to throw that out there. What do you think about that? Do you find yourself invalidating who you are because you haven't experienced a certain type of oppression or marginalization or abuse? You know, we, we, we got to undo those things. And in order to in, in order to heal what's going on, we got to know what's inside of us. So that's why I'm like, say it, say it to somebody, find a safe person, talk to somebody, do something. Okay. Anywho, let's get into these types of abuse. Um, so number one, we got physical abuse. Then we got sexual abuse. Then we got emotional and psychological abuse. Okay. Then we got neglect, abandonment, financial abuse. I'm going to say it again. Financial abuse and self-neglect. You know, self-mutilation, self-harm, abusing yourself. Okay. Financial abuse was the one that I've heard a lot of people say that they haven't heard of which behooves me, especially people who are partnered and who are married um, and, you know, and even in families, you know what I'm saying? People who share uh, money, resources, we're going to talk about it, but I'm here to let you know right now, financial abuse is real. Okay. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Let's break it down. Let's break these things down. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, and also just check in with yourself, take a breath. Uh, and I'm doing the same because this stuff isn't the, the, the most fun to talk about. You know what I'm okay, so boom, physical abuse. Okay, so physical abuse can look like swelling, bruising, fractures, being extremely sleepy or unconscious, breathing problems, seizures, vomiting, unusual behavior such as being irritable or not uh, you know, not eating properly and things like that. Okay. So when someone is, so when someone is experiencing physical abuse, that's what it could look like. And also there's behavioral things that come into uh, play when someone is being physically abused, 
or they are the abuser. Um, I want to let I want to let people know once you see the signs, you'll see it everywhere. You'll see it once you become aware of the signs, you'll see it everywhere. Whether it's whether it's someone in your family, friends, peers, people around you, your neighbor, you know what I'm saying? Like there's just when it comes to being an abuser, you there's just this script. There's a script. There's a there's a there's a way of being manipulative. There's a conversation. It's you know these these like these these animals don't change their stripes. You know what I'm saying? The game don't change. You know, just the the pieces on the chessboard. The game don't change. You know, so I just want to encourage people to, you know, don't be afraid to look into these things and be afraid. Like, what if I can't spot it? You know, because abuse is really sneaky. It can be sneaky. It can be like low key. It can't, you know what I'm saying? But you'll you'll spot it once you start becoming aware of what abuse is and what it looks like and what what it looks what what someone who is being abused looks like or or acts like or you know what I'm saying like what kind of energy they carry how they vibrate shit like that you'll be able to see it you know just stay vigilant stay aware you know keep that third eye open you know what I'm saying um so sexual abuse can a signs can look like uh signs can look like like by the abuse like the person who is being abused right um sexual abuse can cause long-term symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder such as concentrated concentration difficulties deep feelings of guilt and shame emotional outbursts extreme dislike of certain places smells sounds people or situations memory loss relentlessness and vigilance okay um, I just want to throw out there that I think that vigilance is definitely a, a symptom of any type of abuse, okay? Uh, me personally, I am very vigilant. And I, I, you know, like when I go out in public with my friends, I let them know like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, like I'm, I'm paying attention to these things. And so if I need to leave, you know, don't take it personal. I might need to take a break or whatever, whatever. But I manage my anxiety. I do things to manage my anxiety, my experience. Um, but I think just being a just being a queer black woman in society, I'm, I'm constantly vigilant of different things. I'm always watching entrances. I'm, I'm looking for exits, things like that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm making sure that you know people aren't behind me, et cetera, et cetera. Loud noises. All this stuff. So I just want to throw that out there, like relentlessness and, and vigilance. I think that's a form of being an oppressed person, <laughs> being an abused human by society. <laughs> so I just want to throw that out there. But it's 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 good to know these things, right? Um, yeah. Okay. So yes. And there's some when it comes to uh, like a sexual abuser. Like I said, we're going to get into that script a little later. It's, it's lo- more towards the end. Um, but yeah, an abuser is an abuser. Regardless of what type of abuse they engage in, an abuser is an abuser. And so, like like I said, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound real similar. Um, the form of abuse might be different, but the script, very similar. Signs, behavior, all that. You know, it's time to out these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? So, boom, when it comes to sexual abuse, uh, uh, interpersonal relationships can be affected. Adults suffering from sexual abuse trauma may have anger issues and issues with holding on to resentment. 
difficulty establishing boundaries and saying no, easy stress within relationships, fear of attachment or intimacy, fear of being alone, um, secrecy and the inability to open up or trust. Okay. Um, yes. I just want to let folks know, like there is light at the end of the tunnel. There are ways out of, you know what I'm saying? These, these, uh, ways of caring ourselves and protecting ourselves. There's ways out. Uh, however, this is why I really love I really love boundaries. Like, I know I talk about boundaries a lot and I, I probably will never stop. Um, but having boundaries and establishing boundaries and standing on them and, and seeing them through is what helped me heal from a lot of abusive and toxic relationships in my past. Um, family, dis- familial dysfunction, all these different things. And so when it, 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 it like, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm saying. Um, experiencing different type of abuse you get apprehensive of who you want to open up to or if you can open up to anybody however me personally being a verbal uh, uh, external processor I need to say things out loud to hear it and uh, when I wasn't in therapy it was very hard to you know uh, process my thoughts because I, I like I was so paranoid to the point where I'm like I'm not even going to talk in my house you know what I'm saying paranoia is a symptom of abuse as well <laughs> I'm not even going to talk in my house because what if the walls are listening? What if the government's listening on my phone? They're going to get me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, um, but what 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 boundaries do is scare away the wrong people. When you establish boundaries with folks and it scares them away or they run away or they reject you, that's protection. Let them motherfuckers go. Let them walk out the fucking door. You know what I'm saying? Um, because they're not they're not who you need to be around. And they're not who you need to trust to open up to. So shout out to the people. Shout out to safe people. Shout out to the safe people in folks' lives who honor confidentiality and oh, like have an open space for external processors like myself. Getting that shit off your chest. That's a part of, that's a part of healing. Getting that shit out. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah. And then boom, let's get into emotional and psychological abuse. Now, real quick, before I get into this one, this one is a doozy right here. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say too, that, uh, that, um, abuse is not, you know what I'm saying? One form of abuse is not like, not synonymous. It's not, um, like here's here's the thing. I feel like th- there's there's a fluidity in abuse. Like when you experience abuse, or when someone is a is a is abusive or an abuser, they like they have to tap into different forms of abuse to to execute the abuse, right? And so I feel like emotional and psychological abuse has to be present in order to execute sexual or physical abuse there's a certain level of grooming and um, breaking down of someone in order to get them in such a vulnerable state to mistreat them you know so I just want to put that out there like if you have been uh, if you've ever experienced physical or sexual abuse you most likely have experienced emotional psychological abuse uh, well before that time, abuse is is really it it is is a ton of work. What's crazy? What's crazy is it is abusers. 
it's a ton of work to get some to to abuse you know groom somebody to get them to an abusive state you don't just walk into somebody's life and then start abusing them you 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 got to make sure their guard is down so that you can abuse you know what i'm saying that that just it behooves me like these motherfuckers out here like working hard to abuse people it's like that work that work that you're putting in to make sure you can abuse a person flip the other way you will have a you will have probably have an amazing life flip it the other way and, and invest all that work into being a better person who knows who knows what could happen who knows but yeah i just wanted to put that out there emotional psychological abuse very common and if you've experienced other forms of abuse this is probably this is probably the foundation that um in which it was built off of right so signs that someone is emotionally abusive okay and also i want to put this out there this is the part that i'm I'm gonna have to breathe through because if you're going to listen to this if you're going to listen to this episode and whether you know me personally or or not i'm putting myself in, in the line of fire to be the voice to say the thing and i know that if you listen to this it will connect some dots because it did it for me, you know what I'm saying? It did, it. and that's why I be putting it. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm out myself. I put this conversation off and 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 other conversations like it because it's hard being the truth teller. It's hard being the one that's being honest and and saying the thing. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> also too, I have to hold myself accountable and continue to you know speak my truth and live like you know i mean i could be a bitch and be like nah fuck that i'm still gonna be in toxic relationships and da 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 and no one will ever know right (laughs) but i don't believe in that i have integrity and morality and i practice what i teach and and speak about you know what i'm saying so anyway i just want to let i just want to let y'all know like if you hate me after this conversation it's okay i love you anyway because (sighs) the truth hurts and uh here we go (laughs) <laughs> so emotional and psychological abuse. Uh, signs signs that look I'm I'm procrastinating. I'm trying to put it off. Signs that someone is emotionally abusive. Now they keep they are hypercritical or judgmental towards you, okay? And that could look like putting you down in front of others, humiliating humiliating or embarrassing you, using sarcasm or quote unquote teasing or jokes to make you feel badly about yourself having an opinion about a lot of what you say, do, or think, um, upset if slash when you don't agree. For example, with how you dress, how you spend your money, who you spend time with, what you were interested in. I can't tell you. Let me just take it here. I can't tell you how many platonic friendships I've had where that was the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. So, and I, I want to put it out there. Like when I talk about relationships, I talk about relationship. Unless I specifically identify like in a romantic relationship, relationship. anybody can be abusive. Anybody, anybody could be abusive. Anybody can be abused. Okay. So let's keep it real. Let's keep it funky. What do you think about this? Okay. A next sign is they ignore boundaries or invade privacy. Now, y'all, this one going, ooh. Ooh. I just put up a post the other day that said, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Okay. You know, 
sometimes me and my grown age, I still get, I still get so upset with myself about the things that I allowed in my past. But yeah, let's get into it. Um, now, when motherfuckers is abusive, they can ignore boundaries and invade your privacy. I can think of a few times my privacy was invaded and boundaries pushed. Right. So what can that look like? We all have the right to our own space. And sometimes it can be tricky to distinguish between the rush and thrill of any new relationship or connection and a violation of your space because you may feel that you want to spend all the time with your awesome person. This can look this can look like your partner, like for example, wants to move a relationship faster than you are comfortable with either emotionally or physically, for example, saying I love you quickly and pressuring you to do the same, pushing you to engage in sexual activities, pushing you to move in together. Okay, what do you think about that? Have you ever had those type of experiences? Have you been that person? Let's let's be real. Okay? Have you been that person to push boundaries, invade privacy, move too fast it's a real it's real you know what i'm saying it's a real thing and we we deal with infatuation we deal with the honeymoon phase we deal with all these different things and when we're not healthy we're not in a healthy place we're not um present coherent you know the that the, the those those endorphins that dopamine those those feelings can be a lot you know what i'm saying so what do you think about that um and then also another form is like of pushing your boundaries is checking your phone, checking text messages, emails, social media accounts without your permission. This, you know, the, the, these phones, mm, they don't have to be a big deal. They don't have to be a big deal. Like when we check our own jealousy, when we check our own shit, when we, you know, do the work, it doesn't have to be a big deal. But for sure, text messages, emails, social medias, all that, it's, it's a lot. Huh. And me personally, like if if my phone or like my private life or like my um social media was ever an issue for anybody that I was friends with or in a relationship with, I have to check the relationship, you know, because I'm an individual, you know what I'm saying? And so there's there's definitely conversations and situations that I've had to address where, you know, I, I put out my boundaries for sure, you know, but also like I carry myself in a certain way. When it comes to social media, when it when I'm involved with someone, or if I have mutual friends with someone, like I, I like for example, um, I I knew I knew two people, I knew two people who were friends, right? And I I uh, developed I knew the first person first for years, and then I developed a relationship with the the next person, the other person, uh, after the fact, and then those two people stopped being friends. And then when I reconnected with the second person that I developed a relationship with, I said, hey, I want to let you know, like, I still talk to this person. Um, and I've known this person for, like, over a decade, you know, this, that, and a third. And I know we're developing a more intimate um, side of our relationship. I just want to let you know, like, let me know what you're comfortable with. And also, I want to let you know, like, what we do and what we experience is held in confidence. Especially because they were uh, disclosing really, really... Uh, you know, deep shit to me at the time, like how our relationship was blossoming. I just wanted to, I just wanted to lay that foundation and let them know, like, 
feel free to tell as little or as much as you want to me, but I want you to know, like, and, and of course, like, I got to prove myself, too. Like, I feel like there's a certain level of proof. You got to show yourself to be solid. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always willing to have that type of conversation with people I value. Like, I want to let you know, like, this ain't, we ain't finna be triangulated. Like, I'm not about to go back and relay information, especially what you're venting to me about, oh, oh, you know, the old friend, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to let you know, like, you're, we good here. And if we need to re resituate our relationship, because um, of anything, let me know. So those are the type of people, that's the type of person that I am and like how I carry myself. And that's the type of expectation I have of the people around me, you know, because the world, like the world is big, but also communities are small and we're going to run into situations, you know what I'm saying? So, and even with social media, for example, like there's times in, um, on social media, like I don't mind explaining that I do or do not know somebody, um, who's like dropping hard eyes on my pictures or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't like, (laughs) Okay, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm I'm gonna brag on myself a little bit. Uh, I like to like in my experience, I like to believe that you know, like my partners and friends feel very safe with me. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't often have to explain myself. Um, but if there was if the conversation has presented itself, which it has before. Um, there's times where I've told, you know, intimate partners where I'm like, yeah, that's just my friend. We've known each other from X, Y, Z, da, da, da. But I, I've proven to you by this point that you can just let it go. There's a certain level of security in relationships that you should be willing to put the work in to assure your partner or the people around you that you are safe. You're, you're good. We got this. Like, don't read into that too much. But if you can't, like, if you... If your partner is not doing or saying whatever or carrying themselves, carrying that energy to make to to make you feel like you are safe and you you're good and you can feel secure in the relationship, it, you might need to relook at the relationship and make a request or, um, you know, have a deeper conversation about what security looks like for you, you know. Uh, but yeah, social media phones, you know, and me personally, I don't look at my friends phones. I don't look at my uh, family members' phones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I barely be wanting to... When a friend tell me to take a picture, I'm like, can you put it on Do Not Disturb? I don't want to see no text messages pop up while I'm taking a picture or using your phone for X, Y, and Z, whatever. <laughs> I, I like to mind my business, okay? Okay? So, uh, social media, phones, shit like that. I just like... Personally, I like to keep it separate and... I just feel like if you feel like you can't trust me, um, then maybe I'm not your person. And if I feel like I can't trust you, then maybe you're not my person. Or maybe we need to have a conversation about a boundary or, you know, maybe you need to give me some history, context. And let me decide if I'm willing to take that extra leap to make you feel secure and things like that. And I always let people know, like, test test me. Test my gangster. Pull my card. You know what I'm saying? If I'm telling you I'm a trustworthy person, well, well, look at my resume. What have I shown you? You know, like that's a great that's a great way to be vigilant of abuse or abusive people. You know, people should be willing to show you their hand. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, recollect their resume. What have I shown you? Okay, have I shown you that you can't trust it? You know, so yeah.
Anywho, what do you think about that? Okay, boom. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into the next one. So um, another sign that someone is emotionally abusive is that they are possessive or controlling. Okay. Excuse me. I run into this a lot, like um, having conversations with people. Okay. Let's be real. Employers are fucking abusive. Supervisors, abusive. Like, I've had my fair share of manipulative, narcissistic, controlling, abusive supervisors and employers. Um, I just want to put that out there. Um, Yeah, being controlling can come in different forms of relationship and stuff like that. Professional, uh, personal, romantic, sexual, platonic, you know what I'm saying? It's sickening, but I just I just want to encourage people to be aware, be mindful, be watchful, because it's out there. And I just want to let you know, too, if you listening to this and you thinking about people, like when I give an example, if you think about somebody and, and, and the list is getting long of the people that you're thinking about it and you're like, fuck, like, I'm about to be alone because this can't this can't persist anymore. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, don't fret. Don't worry. Because this is an opportunity for you to learn how to be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? And when you when you learn how to love and protect and respect yourself, you only attract that. You know what I'm saying? So there's 7 billion. There's Look, look. If there's seven people on your list by now, 30 minutes into this conversation, and you're like, damn, I'm about to be alone. Think about the fact that there's 7 billion people in the world. Don't don't limit yourself. You might have friends in your city right now that y'all, y'all probably ain't even friends no more after this conversation. But guess what? There's, there's, there's friends waiting on you in the next city, okay? There's, there's friends waiting on you in the next state. Come on now, we, we live in a, so we have social media. There's Facebook groups, there's Instagram chats, there's everything in the TikTok I've seen so many TikToks of people being like, I, we met on TikTok and this is like my best friend and they live across the country. I never would have found them if it wasn't for TikTok. Look, open your mind. Okay? Okay? There's people out here. Um, so, boom. Uh, so, the possessive and controlling motherfuckers. So, uh, the, the abuser may try to restrict your behavior through unreasonable jealousy such as monitoring your actions, constantly calling or texting you when you're not around, getting upset when you want to spend time by yourself or with family or friends alone. I'm going to say that one again. Getting upset when you want to spend time with by yourself, that's a big one. If you cannot find alone time in your relationships, it might not be good, Okay. Healthy relationships foster individuality. And I know it's rare. I know it. Um, I just want to throw it out there. Like, I, I I, like to treat myself the way that I expect other, people's, other people to treat me, right? And so, for example, in order to respect myself and my relationship with the divine, um, I spend one hour with God 
inter- uninterrupted every morning, you know, for the past, what is it? For the past three months, you know, I've done it. I've done it, you know, before, but like, I think I've recently like embarked on like the conversation about how like, you know, 2021, I was depressed, all this other stuff. And so at the end of 2021, I refocused and I was like, okay, let me get back refocus like let me I'm done being sad so I invested in myself my health and my mental you know every single day now it's to the point where you know what I'm saying like now my my sister and my niece they know like when I when I say like when they can't get a hold of me and it's been a few hours they probably either know I'm asleep I'm either spending time with God or I'm just not by my phone but I want that to be on the list where you can't reach me I want you to know like I might I might be spending time with the divine okay but I said that to say uh that's a part of my schedule you know what I'm saying and and I know and shout out to the people uh who actually respect that like I know people who will text me after you like the 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 time that I it's typically like eight or nine or nine or ten in the morning. Um, I know I know people who will respect like honor that time. They'll reverence that time for me because they know like you're not going to get a response because I'm busy. Uh, I'm doing something. I'm you know I'm spending time. You know, um, and I think that's a really great boundary that I've built for myself. To put, I put my phone on airplane mode and I turn on my music and I just you know, do what I do, my spiritual practices, but also the people who actually value me and give a fuck about me that don't try to interfere with that time. And they know, and they even ask about like, how was your time this morning? Hell yeah, it was good. You know, so just be mindful of the people who just be mindful of the people around you who respect and reverence the time that you spend with now like I know that was an example of the divine like spending some like spiritual time but even too like even when I spend time with my other friends I let like if someone hit me up like say say somebody called me multiple times I text them when I'm with a friend I'll text them like hey um um I'm gonna hit you up after I'm done hanging out with ex person or if they know that person or you know I'm 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 with a friend right now and they honor that you know what I'm saying like uh I I, I appreciate that but also I I established that boundary with my peers like I like to have uninterrupted time with the people that I care about and if I give you my intimate time if I give you my if you if I give you space in my life you know what I'm saying like I'd rather it be uninterrupted number one because like I want to I want to spend time with you right um but also Respect that time. Like, if you're not the friend that I'm spending time with right now, trust that when it is your turn, it'll be interrupted. You'll have my full attention. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important to have. Um, is it's important to have the opposite of that abusive trait is to have uninterrupted time with your family, friends, yourself, divinity, whatever it is. So, just want to put that out there. That shit ain't cute. Okay. Uh, another another um, sign of being possessive and controlling is isolating you from other people in your life or activities you enjoy or, or even work. Uh, that's real. That's really real. And it's a, it's a classic sign. You see it in the movies all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and it's always in the heterosexual relationships where the guy gets in the girl's life. He's, um, love bombing her, giving her all these gifts, flaunting. She's, you know what I'm saying? Flaunting her and making her friends jealous, trying to make her friends jealous, whatever. 
And then all of a sudden he's like, why, why don't you just cancel? Why don't you cancel those plans? Come hang out with me. Why don't you cancel work? I'll, I'll give you the money. Yeah, I'll give you the money you would have made it if you went to work today. Or why don't you, you know, skip that meeting, skip that picnic, skip that. They did that. And then slowly but surely you're engulfed. And then, and then uh, you know, like on the Tyler Perry movies, then they string you out on drugs. They try to get you on drugs because it's just so invigorating. You're so high from their, you know, presence and all this sort of stuff. And classic, isolation is the classic sign, you know, and, and Hollywood just runs them up with that one. Um, when they depict abuse. And I also, too, want to say, fuck these movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, abuse ain't what it is. Like, abuse ain't, like, exclusive to what they show on media. It's not even, like, no. Don't use media to, for your information. Do your research, okay? (laughs) Okay, and the last one is demanding access to your phone, email, or, um, or social media accounts. See, there's, there's a theme here when it comes to abuse and social media and phone accounts and all that. There's a theme, okay? Boom. Another sign is they are manipulative, okay? An emotionally abusive person may try things to get you to do what they want or feel badly, or feel badly, such as withdrawing affection when, you're, when you've done something wrong, quote-unquote wrong, ignoring or excluding you, uh, I want to put out there silent, silent. This isn't on my list, but silent. The silent treatment is a form of abuse. Okay. If someone is ignoring you and pretending like you don't exist in their space, that is a form of abuse. Silent treatment is a form of abuse. Okay. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Guilt trips, making you doubt yourself, denying, denying you no uh, denying something you know is true. Okay. Um, I grew up with a very manipulative mother and I grew up around manipulative as Christians, spiritual leaders, uh, teachers, et cetera, et cetera. Even kids, you know, I'm like, man, I, I remember another conversation I was telling y'all about one of my, uh, friends in grade school so manipulative so she would give me the silent treatment abusing me I'm like we in second grade like what the fuck but um yeah I don't fuck with manipulative people at all at all you got you got zero times to show me that you're manipulative um because when it comes to manipulative traits you it's it's very you 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 gotta be real careful with people who have manipulative ways because manipulation is so quiet it's so calculated uh it's well thought out you know what i'm saying and it's it's first nature you know when someone's manipulative it's a part of their character now i'm not gonna act like i'm not gonna act like i'm holier than thou i definitely have manipulative ways that i have to check still to this day uh, you know what i'm saying because you 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 know what i'm saying you conditioned around it you grew up around it it's gonna be in you now um there's times where there was things that I had to grow out of that was really hard. I'm like, damn, th- like that's really manipulative. I have to stop doing that. I have to stop, you know, da da da. It takes work. But the thing about it is, you manipulators can change if they want to. Okay, um, ton of work. They can change if they want to, but just don't hold your breath, though. <laughs> don't hold your fucking breath. Um, but yeah, you just gotta be, I just think we gotta be watchful. We gotta be 
vigilant. We gotta be careful of manipulative ways. Like, but like I said, man- manipulative people they they have little to no access to me. If I see manipulative traits in someone, I'll pro- I'll probably call it out. You know, like that's why like being a truth teller is so important, and it's really it's really detrimental to my healing process, and it helps. It has helped me get out of a lot of um, you know uh, murky you know like inappropriate like muddy relationships and situations um because manipulative people um you know they bet on the truth not being present that's how it works right so when you get straight it's you straight to the point straight to the root that's why i say like i I had to learn how to tell people request make a request tell me exactly what you want tell me exactly what you need because I'm not about to guess. That's how you get manipulated, right? I'm not about to guess. I'm not about to do the things. I'm not about to... No, say what you want. You're grown. Open your mouth. Okay? Get straight to the point. All shots, no chasers. <laughs> I know people be though. I know I know a lot of people. <laughs> but hey, like, you know, fuck around. You know, you might not get what you want. If you want to be manipulative about it, just, just get straight to the point. But yeah, manipulation is a is a a factor of that shit um boom another one they often dismiss your feelings they often dismiss you and your feelings okay the abuser might try to uh play down your emotions or or feelings by saying you are too sensitive or calling you crazy making fun of your achievements or hopes and dreams refusing to talk about or take responsibility for their actions blaming you or someone else for their actions um it's never their fault okay in, in parentheses, that's not, that's not my, it's quote unquote, it's never their fault. I'm not saying it's never their fault. Uh, and being indifferent to your feelings. Okay. Um, yeah. In your journey of, you know, finding healthier community and, and, and leaving toxic and abusive relationships, it's really important to surround yourself by around people who are, uh, will validate your feelings. I don't think that there is a such thing as um, a small feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to my community, my ecosystem, my loved ones. Um, you know, it's, oh my God, it's been, oh my God, it's been a lot of work just thinking about it. But um, you you will feel crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's times where I've gaslit myself, made myself crazy for having a feeling and you know, like abuse is like a drug, right? Like when you've been abused, you will really like, it's like you go on this high, right? Especially dealing with narcissists. They will say things to you that will really make you question your reality. And you will feel like, I was talking to my friend uh, a while ago and I was telling her like, you know how, you know how on Sonic the Hedgehog, when you, when you gather all your rings and then you hit, uh, you hit an enemy in the game and then Sonic, all, all of his rings pops out of him and he starts blinking. That's how I, that's my, like, it's like the bells and whistles go off. Like when you, when you're triggered or when you, when you're on a, like a high from a narcissist or like a liar or a, an abuser, it's like, what the fuck is real right now? Like, I'm really questioning my reality. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, it's just really important to stay grounded when you're, when you're dealing with, um, you know, manipulative people, abusers, liars, etc. Um, you got to have people around you who will validate your feelings. Uh, and feelings aren't 
incorrect, right? So with all things considered, if something happens and somebody feels a way about it, if something happens, I'm just going to talk to you, whoever's listening to this. If something happens to you and you have a feeling because of it, your feeling is not incorrect. It's not wrong. You feel the way you feel. It's your job to go inside. It's your job to look inside and say, hey, where is this coming from? Get to the root of that shit. If it's a trigger from like years ago, if it's a trigger or if it's something like, yo, I'm being lied to, I'm being abused, I'm being manipulated. I'm, I'm feeling a way about this. I have to do something about it, et cetera, et cetera. It's valid. Your feeling is valid. Okay. Now it's your job to find the correct source, the correct safe person, the correct thing, the correct coping mechanism to get backgrounded and let that feeling work through, work through that feeling. Don't go around it. Don't jump over it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Feel it. Go through it because it will come back. But when it comes back, you'll be more, uh, you know what I'm saying? Aware like, oh yeah. I feel this way about that. That's how I feel. Like that's get in touch with your feelings. That's a great way to heal from abuse as well. Let them feelings come. Feel that shit. Cry. Pout. You know what I'm saying? Throw a tantrum. Do whatever you got to do. Feel that shit. Identify it. You know, go on Google. Google a list of feelings. There's so many words for feelings in this world. Like perplexed, overwhelmed, <laughs> upset, angry outraged (laughs) there's so many words i can't even uh, you know like (laughs) validate your feelings okay your feelings are real work through them don't go around them okay boom let's get into it the next form of abuse is neglect right um so neglect uh can look like difficulty with self-compassion feeling numb or empty, difficulty trusting and relying on others, unrealistic view of self, overreacting to conflict, feeling different, self-doubt and unhealthy and unhealthy relationships, easily triggered, okay? And then more signs of self-neglect in adults include poor personal hygiene and an unkept appearance, lack of essential food, uh, clothing or shelter, poor living conditions, including living in a unsanitary conditions, neglecting household maintenance or hoarding. Okay. I know a, a handful of black women who struggle to throw shit away. And I'm like, Hey, I love you. Okay. When's the last time you used this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back in 2002. Do you think you need it now? Yeah. Hoarding is real. Hoarding is real. Um, have I ever been a hoarder or like, no. However, I do think that uh, my trauma, my experience, um, my, uh, what's the name? Uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, my, my, my wounds, right? There's been times in my life where I've held on to things for a very long time. Like, I want to say 2020. Um, I, I threw away a few items that I, like, I've experienced, I've moved, I've moved around a lot, right? And I've, I've experienced a lot of different, like, living changes before. And there's one particular item that I kept out of everything, out of everything. I've lost teddy bears my grandma gave me. I've, 
throwing away clothes, you know what I'm saying? All these different things. But there was this one item in particular. It holds no significance now, but it was something I was hanging on to because I didn't have closure with it, right? Now imagine that times 10, 20, 100. That's how, you know, we, we get attached to these things because they remind us of something or maybe we haven't, subconsciously, we haven't had our resolve with that thing. But I think, like, I don't know the psychological, like, um, details about hoarding. I know that there's a TV show about it. Never really got into it. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just my experience alone. It's it, when you don't have closure, when you don't have the closure that you need uh, with certain things, it's so easy to hold on to the item that reminds you of that thing. Um, but yeah, I said all that to say, like, even like last year, last year when I was experiencing my depressive episode, um, <laughs> my depressive season episode five uh, <laughs> um there was I was just telling my friend the other day who was it who was it oh fuck I forgot who I was talking to but I was telling them um there were some days uh yeah yeah I was talking yeah I remember I was like who I was talking to really means a lot to me clearly I was like my friend but um there were some days that I went and I was like, can I push it? Can I push it one more day without bathing? Because I just didn't have it in me. I didn't have it in me to give a fuck about my hygiene, my appearance. And I wasn't going nowhere anyway. I'm like, I'm about to be in the house all day today anyway. I can get away with it. Nobody would know. You know what I'm saying? Just justifying why I shouldn't get up and take care of my hygiene, right? But that's really real. My mental health was in a very tough spot. You know what I'm saying? So these things, um, I was neglecting myself, right? I was neglecting, you know, there was times where friends would come over and I'm like, uh, don't go in the kitchen. (laughs) Don't go in the kitchen because there's dishes all over the place, trash everywhere, you know. But it was like, thank God I didn't let it get to a point where... I needed help cleaning up my house or anything like that. But that shit is real. And I I was like, I was coherent enough to identify it. I was coherent enough to see it. Like, I know that I'm neglecting things and I'm sad right now, you know. But thank God I had the people around me to be like, you know, feel your feelings. I got you, you know. And shout out to the people who did stop by and clean my dishes and took my trash out, you know, and asked me what I needed. It was really hard to ask for help, but that shit is real. And sometimes when you're in a mental place that where, where it's really, really rough, those little, like, like those, those, uh, basic living tasks can seem little, but it's big. It's really big. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, shout out to y'all. I appreciate y'all. Excuse me. Um, another form of, another form of abuse is abandonment. Okay. So, Let's get into what cycles of abandonment look like, right? Um, so there's a cycle of abandonment. And I'll post this. I'll post the image that I found because I thought it was really cool. Um, abandonment. Okay, so there's a cycle. There's a fear. And this is, I, I want to use uh, romantic and sexual relationships as an example for this one. So keep that in your mind if you want to. Um, while I'm talking about these things, okay? Um, So there's a cycle of abandonment. It looks like fear of intimacy, abandoning relationships, shame and fear of intimacy, then early abandonment, and shame and insecurity. And so let me jump to uh, early abandonment. 
an example of that is um, abandoning a relationship quick so that you don't feel anything, right? Um, before it's too late, before you before you actually feel your feelings. Like that fear, fear is a mother... It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? But um, the cycles of abandonment, like abandoning situations early is a real thing and it is rooted in fear and it's the idea is like if I leave first you know I, I can't get left and if I if I don't you know let these feelings live and persist then you know we'll be all good you know but that's it's a cycle of abandonment and it only leaves us feeling lonely at the end of the day there's a difference between I say it all the time there's a difference between being alone and feeling lonely okay Loneliness is not where we want to be. Uh, but yeah, it's really important to have healthy relationships around us so that we know, you know, like I'm worthy of love. I got this. I'm going to work through this and I'll be okay if this doesn't work out or I'll be okay if the other person walks away. You know, me personally, I've even had to, you know, do my own work. Even since this day, it's, it's, you got to manage it. It's maintenance, right? People have the right to change their mind. Some people change their mind in ways that, you know, we know it's not, we're not a fan of, right? But everybody has a choice. So I personally like to leave the door open for everybody. Now, you can't keep coming back in and out. No. Mm-mm. But if you're going to be here, you got you to be consistent. Okay? But everybody has a choice. They can either stay or walk away. Don't hang on to people. Let them go. Okay? Run. Go ahead. Run into the field, Carolyn. <laughs> easier said than done, for sure. E- way easier said than done. Also, it's helped me, you know, a lot. So I just wanted to share that, okay? What do you think about that? I definitely like, you know, I check in with my friends, my close friends. I check in with them, even my family members, um, my loved ones. I check in with them from time to time. And let them know, you know, ask them, do you feel, do you feel free in our relationship? Do you feel like you can be yourself? Do you feel open? Do you feel like there's space for you here? You know, cause it wasn't always the case. That wasn't always the case for me. You know, the, the culture I was creating in my relationships wasn't always healthy. You know what I'm saying? So, but I have my own fear of abandonment and to challenge that, that's why I leave the door open. Right. Um, cause people have the right to change their mind. Not easy. Way easier said than done. Everybody has a choice. And also, control is an illusion. I can't make nobody stay. And I honestly, if you don't want to stay, go. I don't want you to now because you're going to make my back hurt, making my muscles tense up, stressing me out. Get out. Get, go. Now you got to go. <laughs> what do you think about that? Okay. And then also abandonment. It can look like quickness to attach to unavailable partners that's also a thing um psychologically or even with pathology we can subconsciously be attracted to unavailable people um who have that small window of attention span to give us what uh, just the little that we need but deep down inside we know that this person is not available so when they leave or when they're done it's like you reinforce whatever it was that I thought about myself in the first place so I'm going to be attracted to the people who are going to harm me leave me abandon me all those things because you wasn't you know I'm not worthy of you staying in the first place it's a lie don't lie to yourself baby 
don't do it. I I actually used to laugh, uh, you know, about how like uh, <laughs> it wasn't until I healed from it. You know, I'm better at it now. I think I still do it though, low key. But um, I uh, I uh, I just was like into TikToks and tweets that was like people who like uh, people like I think it was it was like a a tweet that said. This guy, I was like, somebody is texting me. Like, this guy is texting me back so late um, or something. It's really it's really triggering my unhealthy attachment style or something like that. <laughs> it was like this joke that I made about my attachment style. And I'm like, you know, or like there was this TikTok of a guy on a roller coaster. And he had a straight face the whole time he was on the roller coaster. And I'm like, yo, like, this is wildly attractive. Just how, just how nonchalant he is on this big ass roller coaster. Like, oh my God, like it's triggering my unhealthy attachment style. You know, it's like being attracted to people who are just not invested or present or at all. You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Abandonment issues. Hey, daddy issues. Let's go. Mommy issues. Okay. Uh, not funny at all, but you know, I, I just, you know, I'm in a place where I can make a joke about it now. Wildly attractive. Now I'm wildly attractive to people who are present, give me attention and eye contact on a consistent basis. So, you know what I'm saying? Those are, that's a thing of the past. <laughs> okay. Boom. Difficulty achieving emotional intimacy, feeling insecure or unworthy of love, hypersensitivity. Okay. Intense feelings of separation, anxiety. That's real. Uh, reluctance to fully commit, that's the entire world, aiming to please, uh, quickness to move on to ensure you don't get attached, which double backs to early abandonment or what I was saying. What do you think about that? Um, do you often abandon yourself or others? Okay. This is why hookup culture is so prevalent because people's like, I just want to fuck nut and get up. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. That's fair. As long as everybody knows that's what's going on. All people involved. You know what I'm saying? But I think that hookup culture can use a little more grace and conversations and before, during, and aftercare. It's like, look, if that's what we want, we're not getting attached. That's cool. Uh, can we talk about it, though? You know, can we check in? You know what I'm saying? Sex is a really intimate thing. Okay we're burying the like most private parts of ourselves in hookup culture you can't like come on god just be careful with you just be careful that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna tell people how to live their life i'm gonna say be careful be mindful okay (laughs) what do you think about that now let's get into this the most infamous one Financial abuse. So um, the definition is economic abuse is a form of abuse um, when one intimate partner has control over the other partner's access to economic resources, which diminishes the victim's capacity to pause. I don't like the word victim. Okay. Just want to put that out there. That's just in the definition. Survivor or insert whatever word that you're most comfortable with. Um, Capacity to support themselves and forces them to depend on the perpetrator financially signs of this can look like trying to control your use 
of or access to money you have earned or saved using your assets for their personal benefit without asking okay taking money or using credit cards without permission running your credit history by running up limits uh ruining sorry ruining your credit history by running up limits and then not paying bills um claiming to make payments or pay bills in your name but not following through borrowing money or making charges without repaying it feeling entitled to your money or assets demanding that you turn over your paycheck passwords and credit cards expecting you to pay for their bills or or their obligations using offers to help with your um budget or financial decisions as a cover for gaining control over your finances requiring you to bail them out of difficult financial situations confiscating your paycheck or other sources of income intercepting or opening uh your bank accounts and other financial records threatening to lie to officials and claim you are cheating or misusing benefits so um this shit is really real and like i said while i was reading that i realized that like i said earlier in order to get into that place to be a different form of to experience a different form of abuse there has to be psychological and emotional abuse as the foundation because in my experience or like what i've learned um about communicating build relationships all these different things you you have to get someone to believe that they need to be dependent they have to be there has to be a certain level of codependency for somebody to be vulnerable enough to be neglect uh, uh abused financially or sexually or physically by you or like not you like <laughs> not calling the listener or the abuser but just saying like the person the abuser you know what i'm saying like um yeah it just takes it takes a lot of work to abuse but you know to keep up that charade and keep up that um culture you know like that's a lot you know like i just want to let folks know like your every uh, every dollar that you earned is yours you don't have to explain to anybody the way that you use it or the lack thereof nobody i don't care i don't care and i you know um we might even have to talk about marriage on the sex talk too because um just the way that certain people like carry themselves within their marriage is just like now i believe i believe that there's ways to resituate refocus repair marriages wop the bam skippy and also i know that there's alternatives i know some folks who like you know what i'm saying they went through the they they went the marriage route but not the paperwork route you know like they got married you know brought their families together did x y z and da 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 and you know like they went that route but not the legal route like not on paper um but then there's folks who are like yeah uh we're we're domestic partners we're not like legally binded to each other like there's different laws between the illegally binded through marriage or illegally binded through uh a domestic partnership i don't know if there's that much legally binding Um and then there's folks who's like look we're common law married. We've been at this for years and you're my person we're doing this. Um but you do your thing and I'm doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? But when you when you mince when you um when you collaborate uh and share resources it's just really important to be very 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 clear. Uh financial trauma is real. 
not everybody looks at money the same. Um, and it's just so important to be careful uh, with these things. And I think that a lot of people define their ability to financially care for someone that they love. Uh, you know, they, they, they define the success of themselves and their relationship by, by that. Just be careful. And every To each his own, just be careful, you know? But at the end of the day, every dollar, if you stood there or you sat there or you typed for an hour and you gained that hourly wage and the check was made out to your name, you do what you want with your motherfucking dollars, okay? Period. Um, but yeah, financial abuse is really real. And if, if you resonate with anything on any of these lists, but especially this list, and mind you, you don't, you can't, like, it's financial abuse or abuse in general is not just synonymous with romantic, sexual partnerships, relationships, etc. Your family can financially abuse you, your employer, your, your church, whoever it is, anybody can be financially abused by anybody at any time, you know, so don't. Don't limit yourself. Be open your mind. If you are if you are listening to this podcast and the idea that you want to call out the abuse in your in your life and you want to get better and you want to get healthier, don't limit yourself, okay? Abuse is abuse and your feelings and your experience is valid, okay? Another form of abuse is self-neglect, okay? So the, the term self-neglect covers a wide range of behavior neglecting to care for one's personal hygiene, health, or surroundings. And examples of self-neglect include a refusal or an inability to cater for basic needs, including personal hygiene and um, appropriate clothing, neglecting to seek assistance for medical issues. Um, that's really real. And I actually had a, I had a friend... Um, a few years ago who was hospitalized because they were, uh, they, they had like, uh, like, um, they were showing symptoms of passive suicide. Um, and it, the term passive suicide, I touched on it a little bit in our, uh, conversation about depression, but they had a health issue that they knew about, you know, like they knew about it, but they didn't have the will to live or care enough for their health or just wanting to be here that they neglected it for um, so long to the point where it got them into the hospital and they had to be resuscitated, they had to do surgery, all these different things, but it got really bad for them and I thought that they were gonna lose their life and I'm glad they're still here. Um, but that that was a form of neglect that I had never heard of um, until my friend experienced that and it was, it was scary and it was just like, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? It made me think like, what can we do? You know, like what, how can I support you? How did I miss these signs? I missed the signs because I didn't know. I didn't ask the questions. I didn't, I wasn't aware, but now I am. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like we talked about uh, in the other stanza, self-neglect is real, neglecting yourself, all those different things. Um, but yeah, what do you think about that? And boom. Now, how to prevent and or flee abuse, okay? Uh, these things include, but are not limited to, which I feel like we touched on them a little bit in different uh, in different stanzas and different parts and, and situations. Um, but... Y'all hear that? <laughs> Um, 
yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not excluded to these examples, but we've talked about it throughout this conversation. And I would love to know if you've ever fleed abuse or if you've ever ended a relationship with uh, an abusive person of any form, familial, communal, platonic, romantic, sexual, etc. Um, you know, like even like, let's be real, like even hookups can be, even your hookup person can be abusive if they exemplify any of these um, type of behaviors on a consistent basis. And that's the crazy thing about it. You can really, you can really gaslight yourself and thinking like, oh, I only hung out with them a few times. Like I don't even see them that often. Maybe that's just, you know, maybe they're playing. No, you don't make, there's a certain shit that you don't say to people ever. You know what I'm saying? And if you said it once or twice that you really think that way, don't say it three times. Cause it's locked in. It's locked in in my head. The fuck? But, um, <laughs> you know, like don't gas your life. Don't gaslight yourself. If you, if you think, if you think that somebody is verbally abusive or like they're trying to like groom you and, and like slowly, but surely like tear your thoughts of yourself down. Like if somebody says something to you and you're thinking about it later or you're, or you're, or you're like, you're thinking about it later or it's bothering you, it's a problem. And, and if it's a problem, say something about it. Oh, that's a beautiful dog. Mm, it's pretty. Um, but yeah, think if you're thinking about it, address it, you know, and set that boundary. Let them know like, hey, um, I don't know if you was playing earlier or not, but I just want to let you know, I don't, I don't. I don't really allow people to make remarks about my body image or, you know, please don't comment on the way that I wear my clothes. You know, I like to express myself the way I do. Um, and if this persists, then we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to figure something else out. Okay. <laughs> TTYL. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to set those boundaries. Fuck them people. Fuck them people. No, just um, but how to prevent or flee abuse, right? So identify and acknowledge that you have been abused or are being abused, okay? I think this conversation is a great start, okay? Um, identify a safe person to confide in outside of the relationship, which we've touched on here and there. Shout out to the safe people in the world. I see y'all keep doing your thing. Um, develop a plan to leave relationship or person. No. Um... I.e. blocking, breakup, or divorce. Now, I, 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 I want to throw this out there. I know divorce is not easy. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. I've never had to go through a divorce. Um, and I actually, don't, I actually don't know anybody personally like that's gone through a divorce like where I was there you know, every day. And it's like, okay, now I got to go do this. Now I got to talk to the lawyers. Now I got to sign this paper. Now we have to have a meeting about what we're splitting up. Now we got to decide on custody. I don't know. I've only, I've only heard of people getting divorced, but they were not personally in, in my life. And, and I know a few people who have experienced divorce, but I wasn't around before it happened before I met them type shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, breaking up is difficult as well. Divorce, way more difficult. <laughs> I just want to. But when it comes to breakups, I know it's hard when you, you know what I'm saying? When you share, when you share a life with that person, you share um, mutual friends, mutual you know, finances, mutual living space, mutual X, Y, and Z, da, da, da. It takes work. It takes a lot of work. But I believe in you. Okay? You can do it. You, you know? I've been through some breakups. 
Not a divorce, though. And I'm living proof that you could do it, okay? Um, boom. So you might want to end up in your financial support or collaboration. Now, this, these are the examples still under develop a plan to leave the relationship. So that's blocking, breakup, slash divorce, ending financial support or collaboration, in intimate and sexual acts. Y'all, oh my God, y'all, ooh, okay. This is what makes it very difficult. Sex is crazy. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're having the sex talk, okay? That's why this is the sex talk. Because these things, even though this is not all about sex, these are the elements of sex that, you know what I'm saying, make, that makes or breaks a sexual encounter. Now, when we end in a relationship or leave in a situation and you're intimately or um, sexually involved with someone, if you continue to have sex with them, it's going to make it even more difficult. You're confusing your body, okay? Because your mind is saying, we have to go. And your body's saying, Wait, we gotta do we gotta do this one more time. <laughs> and again and again and again. And oops, it happened again, you know? You have to decide. You have to make a decision. Pick a side and stand on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult. It takes work. You can do it. I'm living proof. Um <laughs> and then in disclosing personal events, um, details about life, whereabouts, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. It is so important to draw boundaries with the person that you're in in a relationship with and let them know like, hey, when we were in a relationship, you had the rights to this information. Uh, 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 hold on, let me take it back. When we were in relationship, I was open to disclosing this information with you. Now we are not in a relationship. You, I don't feel comfortable disclosing this information with you. That's a level of intimacy. When people know where I am, what I'm doing, who I'm with, personal details about my life, what I'm up to, what I'm working on, that is intimate. There's a difference between acquaintance and friendship. You know what I'm saying? Relationship. You know what I'm saying? So um, the acquaintances in my life don't know what I'm doing. They don't know where I'm at. They don't know where I'm located, et cetera, et cetera. My friends, my family, my loved ones, they know where I'm at. Like, literally, right now, while I'm recording this podcast. Like, they know where I'm at. And it's very clear. Not everybody knows where I'm at right now. Draw those lines. Draw those lines, those specific lines, to be very clear about what you're doing with the person. If, should you choose to um, exit the relationship, okay? Not just to, not just to end the relationship, but don't confuse yourself. Okay, there's, there's, there's sacrifices that you're going to need to make to move on. And I, like, it's just really hard. Like, I've been there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really talking to myself, but you know, we made it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hard when you, when you still decline. I remember this, uh, I had a friend, we were friends for years. I've talked about them from time to time on this, on this podcast, super brief. Um, but there was times where I was like, I, 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 we, we, we took a break from being friends for a while. And then we got, you know, I had left the friendship in my heart and mind. But then we relinked, you know, like she asked if she would, she asked if we wanted to go out to lunch or whatever. And we went to lunch and then we caught up. And um, those, those friendship feelings came back. And I'm like, man, I really want to tell her about these things. So I was telling her all this stuff. And then when I got home, I just felt like really like, 
violated. And really, it's because I violated my own boundary. I didn't know it was a boundary, but I was like, I shouldn't be telling her this stuff, these intimate details about my life because I've left the relationship. I just didn't tell her yet. You know, like I didn't tell her like I wasn't interested in being friends no more. Uh, Her wanting to go to lunch came before that, right? And so I didn't have enough time, like I was still processing, but in the, when we when we went to lunch, which is a pretty intimate setting, right? Uh, especially where we went. You know, I'm gonna think about that next time. If somebody invite me to lunch. You know, like let's not go to no low lit place where we're sitting really close to each other. <laughs> Even in friendships, that could be intimate because you jump right into back into that. Cause bitch, cause you know da da da. But anyway, the point is, I I confused myself. I confused myself. I was internally distraught because I'm like, why do I feel violated? Why do I feel like I gave something away I wasn't supposed to? Like, what, 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 what's that about? And it was because my heart and mind left the relationship. But, uh, well, my, I, was, I was checked out. But, you know, it was my heart that jumped into going back to, like, the old spaces in our relationship, in our past friendship. And it, it was a learning curve for me to realize, like, hey, you got you to gotta tell her, like, you're done. You got to tell her, like, you're all done and you want to move on. And that was a whole nother process in itself, too. Um, but, you know, we moved, I'm, you know, moved on. We out of it. You know, it's a thing of the past. It was years ago. But I just wanted to give that example. Don't confuse yourself. Don't disclose. Don't share intimate moments. Don't have sex. Don't, don't, um, don't disclose personal information you know what I'm saying when you're leaving because it's it can it can get really muddy don't confuse fuck the abuser don't confuse yourself you know what I'm saying so um boom also sidebar that that friendship was very abusive <laughs> very um so boom um inform mutual friends and family that the relationship is being terminated it is so important okay that your ecosystem, the people around you know that you're exiting a relationship and that you, you know, like family and friends have this really great way of not minding their fucking business. You know what I'm saying? Or trying to advocate for the wrong fucking side. Um, I've had to, you know, like learn how to be very communicative about the way that I establish a boundary with somebody. Um, and sometimes, you know, you got your people in your life who are like, you know, you got your people in your life who don't fuck with conflict. They don't fuck with change. They don't. And that's fine. Whatever. That's you. You're here. Whatever. But it's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like me and such and such, we ain't together no more. And we, we, we're, we're, we're breaking up. We're moving on. We're, we're, you know, I don't need you to advocate for them right now. Okay. It's I'm done. Okay. I'm done. I'm checking out the relationship. Okay. It's finito. There's no advocacy. Mind your business. I just need you to honor this boundary while I work through this process. Okay. Um, and also if you're listening, don't be that person. Don't be that person to advocate for the, for the toxic shit. Please let it go. If your friend is making a decision to move on, let them do it. Let them be free. Let them figure out, figure it out. Okay. Let niggas have their own process. But I, you know, even still to this day, there's one particular person in my life that I'm just like, uh, I'm just letting you know this so you you can be aware, but I got to let them know immediately. I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking for uh, encouraging word unless it's to support the direction I'm going in. 
Let's keep it short. I just want to let you know I don't want to hear about them, what they're doing. And if they ask about me, please keep it. Keep don't actually don't engage. It's none of their business. You know, stand firm on those boundaries. <laughs> what do you think about that? Okay. Uh, and then, um, boom. Physically remove yourself from an environment where abuse is taking place. I.e., stay with a family member or friend, book a hotel, Airbnb, call United Way. If you're fleeing abuse that is like uh, unbearable and things like that, there are shelters, there are places you can go, there's, there's places for you to be. Call United Way 211. United Way 211 is nationwide, okay? So if you're listening to this um, in a different place, in a different state, now I don't know if it's worldwide, I'm not sure, don't quote me on it, but Google it. But anywhere you go there there i'm sure there's a hotline somewhere that say that is like uh like they have the domestic uh the abuse hotline the dv hotline is 800-799-7233 okay i'm sure there's hotlines everywhere you go you know what i'm saying those safe havens and things like that do what you can find a find a uh find a find a family member friend somewhere you can camp out for a little while. Um, it takes sacrifices. You got to do your thing and you got this, you know? Um, but yeah, just do what you got to do to, to flee the, the situation. And hopefully by this time you have one, one or a few healthy people that you can confide in and that will offer you a couch or something. Um, to lay on or a, a spare bedroom or something so you can get out out that jam you know i'm rooting for you you got this okay um and then boom also seek out professional mental health services i am an advocate for therapy i want to put out there that not every therapist is for you and not every client is for that therapist you will find your if if you gave therapy a chance and it didn't work out give it another chance and keep trying until you find your person. Um, but uh, yeah, seek out mental professional, mental health, professional mental health help. I'm running out of words. I've been talking for a long time. Okay, publicly call out the abuser. Now, this might not happen right away, or it might be the first step you take. Okay. Uh, it all just really depends. Now, uh, fleeing abuse looks different for everybody. Um, and it's not going to be as easy or as difficult for everybody. You know what I'm saying? For example, for, for someone who has a job, finances, savings, someone who has family in another state, friends, uh, ecosystem of people where they could just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to such and such house. I'm out. Like, I'm done. This is, weird. bye, deuces. You know what I'm saying? And, and et cetera, et cetera. It will be easier to flee a situation and call out your abuser if you have that type of support around you already and you are, are you're self-reliant. It is, it will be a smoother transition. On the other hand, if you don't, it might not you might not get to the point where you publicly call out your abuser right away. Or you might that might be the first step you take because you don't know where else to go. Either way it goes, I feel like it it you know, these are steps that you could take to flee the abuse 
and prevent it from happening in the future. Especially if you call out abusers and people know that you'll call out an abuser, abusers might stay away from you because they're like, look, <laughs> she gonna, they gonna get me. They gonna, they gonna get me. I ain't gonna be able to trick them. Like they gonna out me. But I think at some point or another, I think it's really, I, I have been talking to my friends about it lately. I just really think that abusers are living way too comfortably these days, like just in general, but it's just like, yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> and of course I can't, it's not, these ain't my stories to tell. So, you know, I encourage people to tell their story when they're ready. And also, the sooner you can tell your story, maybe the sooner you can eliminate another person being harmed. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like abusers are living way too comfortably these days. Just ugh. call them motherfuckers out. Okay? Um, build boundaries around what you will and will not do should your abuser contact you or if you see them in public. Yes, this is really important. Make a plan. Make a game plan outside of the game plan. You know, make a mental and emotional game plan. What am I going to do if I see this person in the store? What if I What if I see this person by myself? What if they pop up at my house? What if they pop up at my relative's house? Um, what if they see me and I don't see them? What if I see them and they don't see me? You know what I'm saying? Like, make a plan for yourself because, like, being... Um, seeing an abuser or, you know, leaving a relationship or whatever it is. Whatever it is. The level of abuse, the experience of abuse, whatever it is, it's going to, you know, you're going to get triggered. And, you know, just prepare yourself to have your back, have coping skills ready. Um, Should you get triggered or should you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Should there be an instance where where you see your abuser somewhere or you guys bump into each other somewhere? Or they approach you, you know? Um, and then be gentle with yourself. Do your best not to entertain negative or mean thoughts towards yourself. Forgive yourself. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Write down nice affirmations. Now, that's the stuff that you got to take time. You got to program it in your head. But you you don't deserve to be abused and harmed. Abuse is not justified. It's not a justifiable action. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody deserves to be abused, Okay. And abuse is like perpetuated. It perpetuates itself, you know. So, uh, abuse abusers abuse probably because they've been abused. It's not. It doesn't justify. Somebody's got to stop it. Okay, we got to disrupt the pattern. We got to stop it. Um, parents got to stop it with their children. You know, children got to stop it with their friends in grade school. <laughs> but yeah, we got to disrupt the pattern of abuse and stop passing it around to each other. Um, and then also practice self-care as much as you can. That looks different for everybody. It's not going to be the same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But um, practice as much self-care as you can. Do your thing. Chicken wing. And be kind to yourself. Love yourself. And surround yourself with love and do you okay thank you so much for being here i really appreciate and love each and every one of you that are listening to this podcast we made it to the end this was a challenging conversation but we did it per usual okay let me know what you think about this okay Uh, i look forward to hearing your feedback 
talking to you guys and keep the conversation going. If you are someone you know is experiencing abuse, um, share this conversation with them and look into the resources around in your community and find those resources. There's help out there. There's help out there, people who are willing to support you in your process and help you get out of those abusive situations and help you um, disrupt the abuse and your like that you inflict on yourself, okay? Um, so yeah, keep doing you, keep pushing, keep thriving, keep establishing boundaries, keep being kind to yourself, forgive yourself, take it day by day, sometimes even moment by moment, because that's all we can do. Um, keep supporting the sex talk. I really love and appreciate y'all. We're coming to a close here on season five. Stay tuned to the end of season five because we have some really cool announcements. Also, if you want to support, share our content um, with your peers, follow our social media and um, keep the conversation going. Also, feel free to donate on Cash App and Venmo at TSTTV143. Again, that's TSTTV143. I really love and appreciate you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.